Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Matthew 16, starting in verse 18, Jesus is with his disciples and he asks them a question. Who do men say that I am? And they respond to him. Some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist, some say uh, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. They, They put Jesus in some pretty good, pretty elite company. But then Jesus stops and says, who do you say that I am? God is concerned about who you perceive God to be because there is a connection between who God is and who you are. And until you find out who God is, you'll never release who you are. And Peter responds and he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus tells him, man, you were not taught that, you caught that. That was something that you caught from the Spirit of God. Man didn't teach you to that. It was revealed to you by my Father. And then Jesus tells him this. Now I say to you that you are Peter, verse 18, which means rock. Before his name name was Simon, which meant pebble. Now he says your name is rock, Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Everyone say I will build my church. Then he says in verse 19, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosen on earth shall be loosened in heaven. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to ask you a question. What do keys do? Keys unlock things. They open things. They turn things on. Come on, somebody. They, they, they give you access. They open doors. And so Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you something that's going to give you the ability to open up, to give you access to uh, some areas that have been locked from your life. I'm going to give you the keys to open some things that you have been locked off. Some of you have been praying for blessing. You got the key to blessing. Some of you have been praying for marital restoration. You got the key to that thing. God is giving you the key to certain things, certain access. But I want to share with you two terms that are very important that we shared a couple weeks ago. Number one, Jesus says, I will build my I will build my church. That word is ecclesia. Called out once. See, the Greeks had a church. The Romans had a church. And what they were, it wasn't a religious institution. They were the called out ones. They were the ones that came together in the city whenever there was a crisis, a famine, or a problem. They were the influencers. How many know that you're here today because you're an influencer? Come on, preach it, pastor. Say it again. You are an influencer. You have been called out. You are coming together. Jesus said this. I have my group of influencers. I have my group of world changers. I have my group of problem solvers and people that bring a remedy. I'm going to build my church. The world has a church, but I'm putting a church together of called out ones and problem solvers. See, that's why the enemy works so hard at keeping you tied up with your own problems. Because when you're struggling with your own issues, you're not concerned about making a difference. Oh, pastor, you preaching right now, and I didn't even recognize. There, there is work. That's why the enemy's trying to lock you down with your own issues. Because if you're dealing with your issues, you can't make a difference in anyone else's life. 
So the ecclesia were called out ones, ones that made a difference, solved problems. Then he says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. That word there is basilia. That word basilia is, is royal power, dominion. It's the same word transliterated from, from Hebrew to the Greek when we see in the book of Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have kingdom. Let them have rulership. Let them have power. Let them have influence. Let them have administration. And see, the whole focus of Jesus coming to earth was to create a church that would bring about his kingdom. The church is not the kingdom. See, I, I need to understand that when someone leaves our church, they don't stop being part of the kingdom. Say it again, Pastor. The, the kingdom is bigger than the church. God uses the church to build the kingdom. The church is the tool to build the kingdom. Now, you can't build the kingdom apart from the church, though. So you have to be part of an ecclesia in order to bring about the building of the kingdom. Right, you, you, you ain't even hearing me right now. The kingdom is God's total solution to man's total problem. So when Jesus came, Jesus was the remedy to every problem that mankind faced. To, to the blind, he was sight. To the deaf, he was hearing. To the dead, he was life. And so that's what the kingdom was all about. It's about bringing transformation. Jesus told us to pray, therefore, in this manner in Matthew 6, 9. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your come, your on earth as it. Okay, you know that prayer. Now, would God invite us to pray a prayer that was impossible to achieve? If God would have us pray a prayer that was impossible to achieve, he'd be tricking us. But he tells us to pray in this manner, your kingdom come, your will be done on as it is in. So whatever's going on in, we have a right to bring here to See, see, religious folk don't get that. Only kingdom folk will get that. See, see, religion wants to keep us locked down. In tr- Is there any sickness in heaven? Is there divorce in heaven? Is there, is there bankruptcy in heaven? Is there any lack in heaven? Oh, you you got to grab a hold of this. You see, Satan doesn't mind us being religious, but he doesn't want you to understand the kingdom. Because the moment you understand the kingdom, you recognize what you have a right to. As a kingdom citizen, you start declaring things and you start recognizing that, listen, as American citizens, there are certain things we have a right to. You get pulled over and a cop starts messing with you. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're an expert on the Constitution. And yet you flunk U.S. history. Well, I know my rights. Don't you be messing. I, go, I know my, you better back off. I know my rights. You, I, I'm filming you right now. I know my rights. And I, you, you start going off because as a citizen, you know you have certain rights. But why is it we allow the enemy to run roughshod over our marriage, our family, our children, over our finances and our minds, and we take no authority in that area? The kingdom. God would never invite us to pray something that was impossible to achieve. In fact, 
The kingdom's not only possible, it's expected. God expects you to bring the kingdom to earth. That's why you work where you work. You're there to bring the kingdom. You ever look around and say, man, I got some jacked up people I work with. And you're like, God, why am I here? I got to get out of this place. I, I, need to, I need to find a better job. No, you don't. But you're there to bring the kingdom. That's why you're around all them jacked up folk. Go, say it again, Pastor. The, you are there to bring the kingdom. You're there to bring and make a difference. You're there to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And see, the kingdom is God's tangible presence and influence in that sphere, in that area. So he says this as we close this part out. Matthew 16, verse 19, he says, Well, whatever you forbid on is forbidden. Whatever you permit on is in heaven. So, so who's in control of what you experience? Stop blaming God. We blame God for everything. God, why, why, why am I going through this? It's God's fault I'm going through this. My marriage is going through this. My family's going through this. And we blame God for everything. But according to this, I got the keys. Well, I don't have my keys, but I got the keys. You following me? You have, the, you have the keys. Whatever you forbid, I'm not allowing, on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever I permit will be permitted. And so whatever we go through, we have a right to change, to shift, and to affect. Oh, somebody got to get, get this right now. You got to stop living out of the victim mentality and start recognizing you have the ability to transform your situation. So what are you permitting and what are you forbidding? Everyone say revive. revive. What, what I want to talk to you this morning about is reviving your faith. I'm not going to be much longer, but I need you to recognize that we are wasting our faith. If, if, the old, if the New Testament church were to hear what we utilized our faith for today, they would roll over in their graves. Uh, we, what, what's faith mean? Everyone say faith. It's a complete trust or confidence in something or someone. It's to believe, to trust in, adhere to, or to commit. The Latin word means to trust, to guarantee, to prove sincerity, loyalty, or belief. You see, I need you to understand, every one of us operates in faith. We are people of faith. Even an atheist operates in faith. Because as human beings, we've been designed for faith. Because for an atheist, they have to utilize faith to believe that God doesn't exist. And they have to work hard at it too because there's evidences of God everywhere you look. faith that that thing would work and it didn't work okay but we, we all utilize faith follow me on this i'm not going to be much longer okay you, you have faith that when you get in your car you put the key on you turn it that something's going to happen what 
the car's going to start. You have faith that when you walk into a room and you hit the light switch that the lights are going to turn See, you use faith that when you turn on the hot water in the shower, that when you get in, the water's going to be. And so you put more faith in a faucet, in a light switch, and a key than you do in God. In fact, you sat down in that chair with faith that it was going to hold you up. You walked into the closet this morning to put on some clothes that you had faith still fit. Someone say amen. When you're traveling, you get on a plane and you have faith that that plane is going to, and it's going to, safely. You're sitting at a red light. You have faith that that light will eventually turn. You see, we put faith in so many other things, but we lack in our faith to God. Faith is not just something that you have. Faith is something that you act on. Faith is something that it's not just a a belief system. Faith is a lifestyle. I can't say I believe in something, but I don't put it into action. I need God to revive my faith this morning. I need God to revive my belief this morning. I need to not just believe in a church or in a people. I need to place my faith once again in God. I don't know if you're hearing me this morning. Look at Hebrews 11, starting in verse 1. Worship team, if you would help me out. Notice this. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality. Come on. The Bible says a hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. The moment you lose faith, you lose hope. The moment you lose hope, you get sick. That's when a wife loses hope about her marriage, it's over. Whenever you lose hope about your future, it's over. Because hope is, is, is imperative in order for us to have faith. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. Come on, what are you longing for? It is all evidence required to prove that what is still unseen. It's believing. It's building the nursery before the baby even comes. It's buying that wedding dress before you even found the groom. Come on, somebody. Y'all are laughing, but I had a girl in my my single adult group back in Manteca that wanted to get married. She was believing to get married. She wanted to get married. We sat down. We talked about and prayed about her getting married. One day she went out and bought a dress. I said, girl, what are you doing? She goes, Who's your boyfriend? She goes, I don't know. I just bought my dress. Six months later, she was married. And the dude was fine. I'm saying from a dude's point of view, he was a good-looking dude. She didn't settle is what I'm saying. Still unseen. This testimony of faith is what the generations were commended for. Now, verse 3, faith empowers us to see the universe was created, beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. God spoke things into existence. Everything we see is a result of the word of God, of the words God spoke. Last part, and he spoke with the invisible realm and gave birth to all that is seen. Which tells me this, that before I see it, That it exists before I see it. 
Because it first exists in the invisible realm before it becomes visible to me in the natural realm. I shared with you last week that before God does a thing, God starts with the end in mind. He completes something before he starts something. So the very fact that God started something in your life means he already finished it. Oh, come on, somebody give God praise. See, the problem is this, is many of us say we have faith. You don't have faith. You have a hobby. God's a hobby to you. God's a place you go. It's, a, it's just like putting in time. But faith is not something that we really operate in. When's the last time you utilized your faith? Look at verse 6. And without faith living in us, it would be impossible to please God. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible, not hard impossible to please God, that if we are not operating from a realm of faith, then we are not pleasing God. Are you hearing me this morning? I'm I'm about to make some of y'all uncomfortable this morning, okay? Because we don't want to utilize faith. We, We value comfort, Let's just cruise along in life. You see, we, we have been utilizing our faith for things that, that the, the early church would look and just shake their heads at. Notice this. Good to see you back there, Troy. Is uh, uh, Omaha around? Is he coming? Okay. Just wonder if he's around anywhere. Notice this. It says... Without faith, it's impossible. Without faith living in us, it would be impossible for us to please God. Notice this part. For when we come to God in faith, knowing that what? That what? He is real. Many of us have faith, but we haven't put faith in God. We put faith in stuff. We put faith in material things. Some of us have more faith in ourselves than we do in God. But true faith isn't in us, in our abilities. True faith is in who God is. That He says, knowing that he is real and that he rewards those, he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and their strength into seeking him. See, faith is in who? Everyone say who. In who God is. Jesus asked, who do men say that I, who do you say that I am? Because who God is. Who you are is connected to who God is. But when you know who God is, now your faith has the ability, foundation on who God is. Without faith. I want you to take a look. We've been using our faith. Lord, let me pay my bill. Lord, just just, uh, let me pass this class. Lord God, if you just just get me through this traffic today. Lord, if you would just get me this job, Lord, just let my team win. Lord, if you would just, just let me not lose, let me not gain weight today. Lord, we, we are using faith on things that would make the, the early church just shake their head like you're, you're wasting faith. Without faith, you can't get out of the boat. Without faith, you can't speak to a dead man. Without faith, you don't have the ability to move forward when there's a Red Sea standing in front of you. Without faith, you can't preach to dry bones to come back to life. Without faith, you're not going to be able to bring to life those things that are dead. It's time for faith to come alive. That you would place your faith not in a church, not in Pastor Dan, not in a denomination, but place your faith back in God once again. 
again. It's not about my business. It's not about a religion. It's not about an institution. It's about having faith in God. Somebody say amen. See, I want you to see this as we close this morning. Hey, welcome. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 gives a whole list of people that did phenomenal things for God. It gave Abel the ability to give, Enoch the ability to walk with God. Noah built an ark when there was no evidence of water. Abraham to leave his country. Sarah to conceive a baby at, a, at 90 years old. Abraham to sacrifice his son. Isaac to receive or release his destiny upon his children. Jacob to bless his children. Joseph to see freedom even after they were going to be in bondage for 400 years. For Moses to leave the comfort of, of the palace of Pharaoh. To open up the Red Seas in front of them. To put down, the, to, to Joshua pulling down the walls of Jericho. To defeating enemies, to conquering kingdoms, to releasing the promises of God, to shutting the mouths of lions, to saving them from the fire, from delivering them from the sword, to becoming warriors, to raise the dead, to endure harsh treatment, to lay down their lives. These are the things that the people written from the book of Hebrews did through faith. The faith in you is bigger than the struggle you're going through right now. The faith in you that's bigger than the battle that you're facing right now. And you're wondering, why do I have all these problems that have been coming around me? It's because God's trying to stir up your ability to exercise the faith, not in the situation, but in Him. You're made famous you're known by the giants you face but you're made famous by the giants you kill that giant what would David be without Goliath you keep getting mad at God that there's something big standing in front of you that giant wasn't set to kill you that giant was set to make you famous been spending our time exercising our faith on stuff or things I get it man I, I, I've been there I want, man, I want the house, I want the cars I want, I want success, I want this, I want that that's okay but Jesus didn't die on the cross just for us to get stuff he died on the cross so that we can make a difference to be the remedy and bring the kingdom to earth my prayer this morning is, God, revive my faith. God, revive my faith. Lord, to trust you, God, to utilize my faith, my God, and not to panic, but to put my faith to use today. Faith isn't just a value. It's a behavior. As I close out in Hebrews 11, stand to your feet with me. Hebrews 11, verse 39 says this. These are where the true heroes. Check this out. 
commended for their faith, yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised to them. In other words, that all those people we just got done talking about, some of them didn't receive the full promise. Why? It says here, but now he has invited us to live something better than what they had, faith's fullness, so that they could be brought into finished perfection alongside of us. Do you understand? They laid a foundation. They didn't receive the promise so that you and I could. They didn't take a hold of the breakthrough so you and I could walk in breakthrough. And they did it for us. You you might not get this. Parents will understand. See, as parents, there's times that we lose so our kids can win. We struggle so our kids can get set up for blessing. We, We will sacrifice, drive a smaller car, get a smaller house in order to provide something in the future for our kids. We get it. Are you exercising your faith? Are you extinguishing it right now? Are you using your faith today? Don't waste their sacrifice. Don't waste the sacrifice of Christ on the cross of Calvary. I want to know right now, how many of you are believing? You're believing for God to restore a marriage. You're believing for God to raise something up in your life. You're believing God to revive your faith. You revive your dreams, revive your hopes, revive a life, revive your future, revive your your business. Whatever it is, you're believing God to do something that seems impossible right now. You're facing an impossible situation. You know what? I believe God honors audacious prayers. Some of the greatest scriptures in the word of God are from those people that prayed the crazy, out of your mind kind of prayer. Who tells the sun to stop? Who commands the sun to stand still? And it does. Who tells walls of a city to fall down flat? Who stands in front of a sea and says, part? Who tells a man that's been dead for four days to rise again? Who does that kind of thing? Who steps out of a boat in the middle of a storm and begins to walk on water? These are the kind of audacious, crazy prayers that God is inviting you to pray over your family, over your generation, over your community. Ecclesia called out ones, the church, the remedy. We've been called to make a difference. You're the problem solvers. What bothers you about our community, about our city, about our nation? It's what you've been designed to solve. Because if it bothers you, God's made you the remedy to fix it. It's time to bring his kingdom. It's time to usher in his kingdom. Stop permitting things to happen. Just think, think an audacious thought with me right now. City of San Jose... No gang violence, no drugs, no sex trafficking, 
no abused children, no homeless people. You're looking at me like I'm crazy right now. But can you imagine a city where we begin to solve the problems of homelessness, of child abuse, of sex trafficking? If we have people that rise up and begin to become the answer and the solution to what's going on in our city because we rose up and we said, we're not going to allow this anymore on earth or in heaven. And we are going to allow love to be shown forth on earth and in heaven. So how do we start? How do we change the city? I start at home. How do I keep divorce from taking place? I start at home. How do I prevent certain things? I start at home let's change the world by changing our world let's start with us let's start right here she can't wait to go stand come on lift your hands all over this place God's about to revive some dreams God's about to revive some things over your life thank you for downloading this message For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.